1: Every sector of our lives is pretty much, pretty much under construction. Family, under construction. Career, under construction. Relationships, under construction. Emotions, I know mine live under construction. Finances, under construction. We might as well be under, under construction, construction together. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. It's your girl Tamar Braxton, and this is Under Construction. All right, so let me tell y'all, I have missed chopping it up with y'all, like for real. I feel like there's so much we got to catch up on and like how y'all bought in the new year, what resolutions y'all made, are y'all still going strong with them? I want to know all that. Look, it ain't no shame over here if you slid off the resolution train. I did too, and trust me, I get it. It happens. You just got to hop back on that thing and keep it pushing. Either way, you know, I want to know how your holiday season panned out. Christmas, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, New Year's, yeah, all of that. So please hit your girl up with all the juicy tee-hee-hee from the holiday season at ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Now, I know somebody got some juicy news and stories to share, and you know I want to hear it because I don't. (laughs) And that's all right because I survived My first holiday season alone. Okay. Yep, I did it. No, for real. I survived Christmas. Y'all know I I was dreading the fact that I was going to be alone and I had no Santa Claus. You know what I'm saying? But I survived it. And I even survived New Year's Eve. I just think it's safe to say that I survived could have been my tagline for 2020. But, honey, in 2021, I am flipping that thing from surviving to thriving. Can I get an amen? Yes. And A to the end. Anyone else feel like that? Because I'm ready to receive the abundance that God has promised me. Period. All 2021 long. So, right here, right now, I'm declaring and decreeing that everyone tuning to the sound of my voice walk in expectancy and thrive in 2021. Y'all stand in agreement with me? I hope you do because I am ready to win and it ain't no fun winning alone. So come on, let's go. All right, now that we've handled our declaration for the whole entire 2021, let's speak our affirmation for the week. You ready? Sometimes when you read affirmations, you got to (laughs) really say that thing right so it can get down to the marrow of your bones. I am at peace with all that has happened, is happening, and will happen. Let me tell you, somebody got to pass the plate, bless the prophet on this one, Okay. Let me say that again. I am at peace with all that has happened, is happening, and will happen. That thing is a word. And when you're at peace with you and your life, you got to protect it. Don't let nobody come and disrupt, disturb, or create dysfunction around you and your peace. I like to say my peace is my most prized possession. That thing is mine. It belongs to me. So therefore, I got to protect it with every inch of my being. You know what I'm saying? So today on The Blueprint, we're celebrating my girl, Taraji P. Henson's new show, Peace of Mind, alongside her longtime friend and executive director of the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, Tracy J. Jenkins. You'll learn more about the foundation, Taraji, and the hit new show, all on The Blueprint. All right, so today on My Takes... I'm sharing some of my healthy dishes to help you recoup from the COVID-15 or 40 if you were like me and lost your mind. All right, so these are some pretty simple recipes and they don't cost a whole bunch of money. So grab your notebooks and get ready for Tamar Takes on Healthy Eating. Now, you might not think this is healthy, but I think it's healthy enough. When I'm on like my health kick, I always turn down my carbs. No the rice, no the potatoes, no the bread, no the sugar, and I always amp up my um protein. Which for me, my go-to protein is steak. Yeah, but you can do it with chicken and you can do it with salmon. So that's what I do. I season my steak with a little salt and pepper, garlic powder, onion powder. Everybody know the house seasoning. Okay, get you a pan and get you some butter. Now here's the healthy, healthy part. Don't use butter. Use butter alternative. <laughs> Cut you up some onions, right? And grill them in the in the pan. Okay, take your onions out before they burn up. Put your meat in, Becky, okay? Put a little water at the bottom of your pan. Put the top on her for like 15 minutes, depending on how you like your steak or your chicken or, you know, your salmon. And get you an avocado. Cut up that thing. Put a little salt and pepper and some lemon juice on it. Slice. Look, I'm hungry. Slice your steak or your chicken or your salmon. Put the grilled onions on top and put the avocado on the side and watch how the Lord use you. (laughs) Let him use you. Okay, it's delicious. It's all protein. It's healthy fats. And I promise if you eat like that for 14 days, you're going to see some weight loss results. So God bless y'all on y'all journey. And don't add no extra stuff to it because I didn't tell you to do that. (laughs) All right. So that's it. I mean, that's just, you know, a go-to recipe of mine when I'm trying to, you know, get my life together and get my weight down. Okay. So hopefully it wasn't too much for y'all. That's that. And that's Tamar's Takes on Healthy Eating. That's what I got for you. Uh, all right, I'm finna keep it a thou Hey Baby, it is all me. All right, y'all. It's time to tap into that keep it a thou thow inbox and pull out a few questions for your girl. Let's see what we got today. Question number one.
0: Hey, Tamar. I just want to tell you, I am loving all of your podcasts, especially that one you did with Anthony Dorsett Jr. Girl, that spoke to me. Now, My question is how do you balance all of your jobs and still have time for beans or for the people who don't know him as that Logan?
1: Well, pumpkin, we all are at home, so (laughs) it's easier. This is one thing that I've been doing since COVID to make sure I, um, spend quality time, not just, you know, me making him lunches and, you know, checking his homework and things like that. But I always, um, Make sure we do a project together, like a science project. We'll cook together like for Christmas. We did the decorations together. So I make sure that I put aside a special project that only he and I participate in. So that's something that I do. Okay. Question number two. Hey Tay,
0: when it comes to protecting your peace, to what extent are you willing to go to ensure that negative people, negative energy, and just bad vibes overall remain outside your perimeter?
1: Ooh, mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. peace be still. You heard me? If you disruptive, you got that foolery spirit on you, you can't come around me or I remove myself. But it's instant too. It ain't, oh, we waiting around to see if the energy going to change. Ah, nope. You got to go or I got to go instantly. No, for real. I keep telling everybody, I don't play about my peace. That's mine. You know what I'm saying? And you got to protect it with your entire existence. Because if not, people will get you all out of character. You make bad decisions and you be like, dang, why did I do that? Or dang, why did I say that? That's because you stayed around trying to change the energy of the piece, And you ain't got that kind of power. You got to go. Or they got to go. And that's that. All right, well, y'all better come on through with the questions now. <laughs> I hope you're able to benefit from my advice. And if you'd like to have your question answered during an upcoming episode of Under Construction, just shoot your girl a note to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. I don't have all the answers, but you can show count on me to keep it a foul foul. Up next, we're going into the blueprint. This is this the blueprint. Come on, y'all. Let's go decided to share my battle with depression and anxiety triggered by a circumstance with the world, I knew what I was up against. I knew that parts of the story would be amended or even omitted, which was a huge reason why Under Construction was created. I wanted to have a safe space to speak openly about my story while capturing and sharing other people's journeys on this unpaved road we call life. The same way I wanted to control the narrative being spread about my mental health, Taraji P. Henson and Tracy J. Jenkins have been changing the narrative around mental wellness in and throughout black communities by way of the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. Since 2018, the foundation led by Tracy has successfully educated, helped and changed the lives of thousands. I am beyond elated to welcome both ladies to Taraji P. Henson and Tracy to Under Construction. Taraji, Tracy, welcome to Under Construction. I'm so excited to have you guys here today. I really wanted to talk about y'all's show, Peace of Mind with Taraji. I think it's such an amazing show. And as I told you before, it's like you've opened the door to be comfortable with mental health issues. Why was this show so important to y'all?
0: Because we knew that we were suffering. She was suffering. I was suffering. My son was suffering. And when it came time to look for therapists that represented us, that understood our struggles... There was like
1: looking for a unicorn. Yes. Mm-hmm. And the
0: most colorful unicorn. <laughs> right.
1: Isn't it crazy how nobody knows a good therapist? Right. Because we don't talk about it. No, nobody wants you to know they're in therapy.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. And so when we yeah. realized that there was a problem, it was taboo, we felt like there's, we had to do something about yeah. it. My father suffered from PTSD. He also mm-hmm. suffered from back then. They didn't know what it, it They called it manic depression. But mm-hmm. now advanced studies, uh, it is now called bipolarism, and he suffered from that a doozy. But he was very open about it, but he passed in 06, and I just called my best friend here, and I was like, "No, the best way we, to honor my dad is to let's just start this not-for-profit foundation, because we know people are struggling. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm in a position where I can afford it. Right. You no, know, Tracy can't afford it. She's right. been going to therapy for years. But what about the people who can't? What about the people who have reservations? What about the people who just, they don't get it? And so, for me, I felt like, I bet if I say something, people will go, oh my gosh, she said it, so I can say it. Yeah. You know? And that's just what I decided to do. And actually, it freed me. Mm-hmm. It freed me because I was keeping it to myself.
1: That you was in the was household. Suffering
0: from depression and anxiety and feeling like the walls are closing in, questioning mortality some days, yeah, you yeah. know. And for so long, you deal with it. You deal with it. You deal with You push through <laughs> until you can't. Yeah. And so when I couldn't, I found it more and more difficult to deal with things. I had to turn somewhere. And I wasn't afraid to turn to therapy. But the problem, again, was finding someone culturally competent. Yeah. You want to speak on
2: it? It's (laughs) everything you said. And adding to that, just making sure that people felt safe and comfortable enough to step up to the plate. Finding a therapist and being willing to admit that you need support are two different things. So we wanted to make sure that there was an avenue and that people felt like, you know, they knew somebody, they know Taraji, you know. There are other voices in the space that are also coming out now, which is beautiful. And we are seeing... You know, a lot of people reaching out now through our foundation.
1: Y'all can't see Tracy, but she's getting emotional. Why are you getting so emotional? What's happening?
2: I stay emotional. Oh, got <laughs> so, it. <laughs> this is not just a moment. Got it, got uh, it. This is a moment that I allowed. Right, of course. But, but they're tools when, when it's, you know, in a different space, a different time, where I know how to regiment or to um, put it in a space mm-hmm. for that moment because of therapy. yeah. So this, is, this has really been a huge, huge journey for both Taraji and I in dealing with this. And I'm really happy. These aren't even tears of, like, I'm sad about something.
1: And it's beautiful. Uh, women, don't move that mic yet, because we'll I have a question do- for yeah. you, because you have asked me on your show,
2: mm.
1: what does being a strong black woman mean to me? But also, how has it affected me? Do you feel like that is something,
2: that is a stigma that is hard for you to carry? Absolutely. I say I'm tired every single day, multiple times. And it has meant nothing to me in the past. I would say I'm tired and I'm barreling through because that's what we know to do. You got to do this, fix that, Mm -hmm. move this. Mm -hmm. I'm running the foundation, which is a huge, huge, (sighs) massive undertaking because we've never needed as much as we do right now. The support and the help. Um, Raising a kid, da-da-da. I have the same story as most black women. Yeah. But, you know, moving through it. Now I take those moments and I just say I'm tired and I do something about it. I take my walk every morning. I meditate every single day, at least twice a day. I watch The Office and laugh my ass (laughs) off over and over and over again. So strong black woman to me is meaning something different. It's meaning that I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. I'm checking out on all y'all Negroes yes. <laughs> to go and do what I have to do yeah. for me. That's a strong black yeah.
1: Yes, Yes. Being a strong black woman sometimes, like, identifying the problem and doing something about it. Fixing mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. being strong. Because yes. for me, that's courageous. It's mm-hmm. easier to let it go, right? Mm-hmm. And do what we have been doing all of these years and mm-hmm. just pushing through. Mm-hmm. But fixing the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Figuring out how to fix the problem the right way. Yo, I'm so enjoying this conversation with my girl Taraji and Tracy Jenkins about mental health. We got to take a quick break, but we'll be right back. Welcome back to Under Construction. I'm talking to my girl Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Jenkins about mental health. Now, I'm so excited about this um, foundation. I want to know all about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes. No, I'm serious. All about it. Yeah,
1: yes. And, like, what, what does this foundation mean and why is it so important to you?
2: Well, first of all, we didn't start the foundation having a pandemic in mind. Right. Where there would be hundreds of thousands of black men and women that were affected by a horrible disease yeah. or virus mm-hmm. that... It's killing our people. Yeah. It's killing our spirits. Grandbabies are losing grandmamas who are raising them. Yeah, yeah. Finances were already in hell, and now it's even worse. So we weren't imagining that we were birthing something for this moment. Right, right. But now we know. Yeah. You know, and that just, I think, makes our commitment even stronger, knowing that God wouldn't have placed us in this time if it weren't meant for this. Yeah. For this moment. Right. So, you know, we help as many as we possibly can with free therapy, because we know that's an issue. You know, even if so, you guys offer of free therapy. Mm-hmm.
1: I want to be we loud do. about
2: that. Yeah, yeah. five <laughs> sessions.
1: Five <laughs> sessions. Yeah. That is amazing. Well, yeah,
0: because the objective is to get people comfortable and used to going to therapy. Yes. We don't want a one hit. Wonder. Right. We want you to go and keep going. So we figure five sessions is a great amount of time for you to go, ooh, this is working or yeah. it's not. Or, you know, five sessions because you two to see if this therapist works for you. Yeah. And then we want to give you that time on our dime to find your therapist. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So what was interesting is when we first launched yes. the fundraiser for virtual therapy, 95% of the people who signed up were women, only 7% men. And then we did two rounds. The same numbers. And, you know, I my loyalty is to black men because yeah. I'm raising one. And I yeah. just feel like we just need to love on each other. Yes. And we did a third round just for black men. And the response was resounding. We had to shut it down. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I feel like they just felt they just needed to be singled out. They mm-hmm. needed a moment to feel like the kings that they are yeah. without mm-hmm. us in the way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And I think because it came from two women they were very receptive. Mm-hmm. And that is yeah. my proudest moment, to be yeah. quite honest. Because women, we going to heal. You know, we'll we, we find it. We'll talk to our girlfriends. Our girlfriends say, you need to talk to my doctor. We'll do it. Yeah. Men don't. Right?
1: No, they don't. I had a conversation with Anthony Dorset. Mm. And he's a single father. And he was explaining to me how they don't have support. Who do they go to? Right. The you barbershop. The, the barbershop. That's usually their therapy. You know, it, it's just really... It's amazing that you you brought that up because who is here for our black brothers? Right.
0: And, you know, Mm -hmm. during this whole pandemic, I even said this. I said, it's interesting. (laughs) The black man has fought every war for every human. (laughs) In the Civil War, the black man had to fight to prove that he was human enough to go and fight Mm -hmm. a war that didn't even recognize him as human.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Come on, somebody. You mm-hmm. better come on with this word. Mm-hmm. Vietnam,
0: we fought. <laughs> World War One, yeah. World War II, yeah. we fought to free the Jews. Mm-hmm. Who fights for us? Mm-hmm. Who fights for the black man? Africa is bleeding right now. Mm-hmm. We bleeding here in America. Who comes out defense? What nation comes to save the black man?
1: The black female.
0: Hey, the nation builders,
2: because that's what we are. That part. <laughs> hmm That part. <laughs> so,
0: imagine being a black man, having to carry that.
1: It's heavy. Mm-hmm. And can't talk to anyone. And it's not okay to say, oh, I'm a black man and I'm in therapy. Oh. You look weak. That's why right? I love
0: my brother Charlemagne. Yeah. Yes. That's why I love Jay Barnett.
2: Yeah. Yes. That's
0: why I love BJ yeah. Williams. They are brothers out here doing the work. Yeah. yeah. And I... I feel like it's my charge to amplify, you know, their voices because they're needed
1: right yes, now. Mm-hmm. Brothers need them. We need them. Yeah. yeah. We do. As much as um, we talk about each other in public, which I hate.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: I feel like sometimes we allow war words between the black man and the black woman. Mm-hmm. Like, our black men don't support us. Mm-hmm. That's not cool to say. And it's no. definitely not cool to say in public. Remember when we were little and mm-hmm. our parents used to get on us about saying certain things in, in front public. of people? Keep it in the <laughs> that's, Yeah, that's for us. That's, yeah. Y'all don't say that in right. public. That's not cool because no, what, other
0: people take, take use it. Use it against us. Absolutely. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It is our responsibility to fix our trauma. Mm-hmm. People do things all the time. Something's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. You can't continue your life blaming people. At some point, you have to say, okay, acceptance. Mm-hmm. I accept that this happened to me. Now I have to accept my responsibility in fixing it because mm-hmm. no one is going to come and save you. No one.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you have you can't to do look the back work. and see, you know, proof of that, right, Mm-mm. right, as a people, I mean. So we have that information. We're going to keep regurgitating that. Or right. We're going to say, oh, okay, nobody is coming. I see over the last 400 years that I've been here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me do something. So yeah, we can't so.
0: continue to say this has happened to us since slavery. This was because, say, okay, we know that. We yeah, know that. We know it. that. Okay? Guess what? Nobody's going to come and save you. So what are you going to do to fix it? What are you going to do to break the cycle?
1: hmm SOS. And
2: I'm glad you brought up cycles because in our foundation we also serve urban school districts. Mm. When schools were, oh,
1: when schools
0: were, right, a when thing. we used to have, when school, we used when, to have when schools back when in kids the day actually
1: <laughs> went to school.
2: Okay, don't it you. feel like
1: they're on a, a, like a summer break forever? Oh, it does. <laughs> well, mine oh, is bright. right. Y'all, yeah, okay, continue. Get off the okay, no,
2: no. We are supporting the schools by you know offering more counselors, more mm. psychologists, mm. social workers, etc. Into clinicians, systems. clinicians. And we're trying to normalize it earlier for our our young people so that they can say, hey, I want to be a psychologist someday. How do I know about that? Because we talk about it in school. I take that home and talk to my family about it. So it becomes normal and something to aspire to, just like the basketball player or, (laughs) you know, Beyonce or whatever. Um, So that's also part of our mission in breaking the cycle is to get them when they're young. Yes. So it's not a big deal that you're going to your therapist today. You went to the dentist yesterday. You're going to my therapist tomorrow. Mm -hmm. That's what we're doing. Period.
0: And another thing that's important about putting clinicians and therapists in schools with our children, you know, before I booked Baby Boy, I was a substitute teacher with special needs kids. Okay. So in my mind, special needs is wheelchair, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. physically, mentally Mm -hmm. disabled. And I started off going to those schools because for me, it put my life in perspective. I complained about this. This baby can't even pick up a fork. This right. baby's smiling, gave me life, you yeah. know. And knowing that I wanted to be there with those kids because those kids need someone who wants to be there with them, not someone who's collecting the checks. So it fulfilled me. Yeah. Get an assignment this one day, St. in Crenshaw. It's a school, well, it's not a special needs school. It's a regular school, Crenshaw. I get to the classroom, it's all black boys, fourth grade, all black boys, special ed class. Mm. All I'm sitting boys. in the class. I'm waiting. When they say special needs, because, you know, I'm used to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for my babies to come in yeah. in wheelchairs and stuff. These boys walk in. Walk, regular. Regular. Sit down. I go, okay. All right. Maybe I don't see what their okay. special needs uh-huh. are. So then I go to um, start the curriculum, and literally they push the I can't do this. I'm special ed.
2: Mm. What? Mm-hmm. But you,
0: you smart enough to talk to me yeah. in mm-hmm. that tone. I, I, I just had to sit and deal with it, process it, because I have a son. So I sit back and I see what's going on. Pipeline to prison.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm watching. I'm looking yeah. right at it.
2: Yeah.
0: I said, over my dead body.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: I had to be creative because I'm substituting. So I'm not going to be there long. What can I put in these boys' heads to change their course? Mm-hmm. Right? What did you do? Well, okay, I don't know if it worked, but I said I know what to do. Because I started doing research. I started asking other teachers because one kid came up missing and then he was locked up. What happened? Juvie. We got arrested for stealing food.
2: Yeah. Girl, stop food playing.
0: from a 7-Eleven. Food. Now, mm-hmm. he didn't go in there and knock the clerk over the head to steal his money Yeah. Mm-hmm. or steal anything or do any harm. This yeah. baby was
1: hungry. Yeah. We're talking about a fourth, fourth grader. Fourth grader that you locked up for stealing food at 7-Eleven. Come on Use now. your brain. Use your brain. Yeah. Ridiculous. That's what I'm
0: saying. That's why we need therapists and clinicians in school because they can recognize trauma in a child. Children don't want to, they don't, children recognize applause when they're six months before they can even speak. When you go to a baby, they, "Ah, that's all they, they live for that. Mm -hmm. They live for that. They just want to hear, good job, Mm -hmm. baby. That's all they want to do. So you tell me which child wakes up, say, I'm going to terrorize the world.
2: Right.
1: The ones, oh, you,
0: tell, the ones you tell
1: that they're special needs. Yeah. then Now they're in special ed and, and you can't and you won't. Yeah. And I'm
2: you
1: broken. will never.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. You're
1: continually breaking them.
2: Yes. And
0: another thing that struck me as dysfunctional. Children, I get to school because now I have a rapport with them. Miss Henson, there was a shootout last night. Look, and they are pointing out bullets enlarged in the walls of the school, laughing, laughing. Yeah. That's
1: not normal. No Why is that normal? Mm-hmm. Fourth graders. Why do they know what it is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it took me a long time to figure out and right. go to different places to see it for myself. Right. But these kids wow. are living in this living trauma, and they're coming to
0: school, and they're expected to learn. Under those circumstances. So nice. when they act out, we demonize them. We right. criminalize. We call. We get them locked up. That's not right. That's Mm-mm. not fair. Mm-mm. That's not fair. And so a lot of the work that we're doing is to get these clinicians and these therapists into t- schools so we can cut that pipeline to prison
2: mm-hmm.
0: with our babies. That's that's horrible. Children should be allowed to mess up. Yeah. Children should be allowed to express themselves. If a children is angry, there's a reason there's a reason why that child has rage. Yeah,
1: they have rage because... Something was done to them. Something was so done I to them. So I pass it on to them. And instead of us asking questions and helping, we give them labels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we expect they live them up to the labels. To, we expect them to, to do the
0: work that they don't even down. know how. They don't yeah. know. They just know they're hurting. And this when they do this rageful thing, it makes them feel good. Yeah. Because no one sees them.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well... Taraji said that to me (laughs) (laughs) during the episode of their show, uh, Peace of Mind with Taraji. And Tracy, I want to switch gears a little bit Mm -hmm. because a lot of people don't know my whole story just because I just don't feel like things that happen in my relationship is anybody else's business, especially Mm -hmm. coming from reality world that I'm never going back to, by the way. Mm -hmm. I just don't feel like I owe anybody And you don't, you Mm -hmm. don't. But what I do want to ask is because talking to a few girlfriends, I feel like sometimes breakups put us in a place, Mm -hmm. right? What do you think that does sound (laughs) mental? A breakup,
0: well, it depends. You know, were you ready for the breakup?
1: Uh, is it a mutual breakup? Well, let me just tell you my situation. I, not without <laughs> going into it. Right, right, right. <laughs> let me tell you what That's I'm tell you the surface. And then you can swim and see if that fits you. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, um, I was not ready. Uh-huh. I was not ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like... I felt abandoned. Mm. That mm-hmm. was a trigger. Yes. <laughs> I was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. I was hurt. I was lost because I lost myself in the relationship because mm-hmm. I couldn't face who I really truly was and what I was contributing to it, right? Mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to take accountability for that, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, after that breakup, I was not in a good place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I blamed myself for everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave no accountability to him and the things that he'd done wrong. And trust me, did things wrong. Mm -hmm. It's too sad. It's It's always always too too sad, sad. but I made excuses for, I made it okay for him to do wrong by Of course. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because there was
0: something that you needed.
1: Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. The codependency. Mm.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You know? And I just think mentally it set me back. Mm -hmm. What do you think are some things that we can do to get out of that? (sighs) But it's yeah. so
0: easy to say stuff when you're outside of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the main yeah. thing, and this is what you have to, when you go into the relationship, don't ever lose yourself. Man. It's it's easier said than done. Yeah, it is. And, but it's work. You have to do the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why they say relationships are work. Yeah. You can't. And, and the pattern for a lot of women is we go into the relationship and we become the nurturer. We yeah. forget about us and we take care of them because that's what's been passed down to us. But what did Dr. Green say today? She's not getting into any more emotional relations. We have to take care of the emotions of the black man. Mm-hmm. She's not going to do that anymore. So, so. Or she's not going to go into a relationship expecting with all these yeah. expectations. Right. So if I come in here and I nurture you and I do all of this, I expect you to do that to me. Yes. Well, can, guess what? The man don't know that.
2: He didn't agree he to didn't that. He didn't agree to when that. When do
0: we sit down and discuss that? Right. <laughs> so a lot of us fall into relationships mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it becomes toxic when they don't reciprocate yeah. because... How do they know to the rec- We've never had that conversation. Yeah. We are expecting them to yeah. do at, to others as they do unto... So my mom told me, you treat people like you want to be treated. So in my mind, if I treat you like this, then automatically you're supposed to treat me like this. But mm-hmm. guess what? That person and their background and their scars and things that have they don't know. Yeah, you, know? you can't expect them to think like you. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what we do. We yes, go into these relationships
1: and we expect too much. Yeah, I said I'm not going into yeah. another relationship having enough love for the both of us. Well, yeah. I'm
0: not going in. I'm not going into a relationship with another trauma buddy. Period. Mm-hmm. Period. Pe- 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 period. Because, <laughs> because I'm, I'm healing. I'm but but period. because I'm healing, I hear different. Right. Oh come hey. on, somebody keep talking about it, How you I mean. You know, I hear things differently. I see things differently. I perceive things differently. Yeah. And I'm not here to heal you. Ooh. That's your work.
1: Yeah. Oh, I got to go. Right. go ahead. People talk about red flags, right? <laughs> yeah. Like Oh, you didn't see the red flags? No. Well, Why? cuz I don't know what a red flag is. Well, ah 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 no, I, I was different. so broken, I didn't, I didn't know okay. what the red
0: flag was. I believe that. I believe that. Mm-hmm. I, believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that. I totally mm-hmm. believe that. You can be so broken that you don't see it, yeah. but guess what? They're there. Yeah, they're there. Because when you step out, you look back, they were Girl. there, and mm-hmm. you saw them. There is a threshold. <laughs> when a woman decides to love, she can see all of it. She makes a conscious choice.
1: To ignore it. I- I'm going to
0: ignore it. I'll, yeah. absolutely. it later. I'll, absolutely. <laughs> I'll deal with it later. I'll yeah. deal with it later. I'll deal with it later. And that's what happens. We do it. We consciously do it every time. We saw the red flags going in. That's how I got connected to a trauma buddy. Yeah. (laughs) Because I saw
1: it.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Come on, Tracy. Give me the word. Give me the word. I know you got one. She got one. one. I know it. I just have one thought I have been working through, and I'm going to drop it right here. Again, love is the desire to understand. Come on. And that's the Buddhist principle, right? And what it means is that everything you just talked about, you're not going in with all of these expectations and lists of things and such and red flags or any of it. All I want to do is understand what's in front of me. That's all. And if I don't understand what's in front of me, we have an issue. You know, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's good, bad, or ugly. Mm -hmm. Or what I do understand about what I got here is that you're not for me. Right. Because and that's okay. I ask questions yeah. and, and and I'm here to understand not to judge, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And enough, not right? to make you do what I need you to do. Yeah. That's the big thing.
0: So you just told me everything who you are. Now I don't go into, now I'm going to conform you to the man right. I need. Because that never works. What? That right? never <laughs> works. <No. laughs> you're always trying to build a band. What? No. Oh, Baby. oh my God. Build up it, baby. (laughs) That's that's above my pay grade. Oh my god! I feel
1: like we can talk all day. I know all day. Yeah. But what is important to me is that everybody watches y'all show. Yes, and everybody listen
0: to my baby under construction. Right. Yes,
1: under construction. But peace of mind. Yeah. I'm just going to tell y'all I'm here. I'm I'm doing under construction. Yeah. Because. I acquire a peace of mind. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes and I just want you to plug the foundation one more time because I don't know if they got it because mm-hmm. it's so important.
0: Okay, take it away, Tracy. She's the executive director of my foundation, the <laughs> Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, <laughs> yes. named after my father. I have to go.
2: I love you. Yeah, no, no, I, I, so <laughs> I love you, you, I love you so much. You can find us at www. Henson, foundation.org. Uh, there are resources available. If anyone needs support, we are here for you. <laughs> Thank you, Tamar. Oh, you're so welcome. We love you. We're pouring wine. No. I you hit
1: hardcore girl <laughs> I of you. Oh, was I to share? Not <laughs> travel buddies, girlfriends. We are standing in our <laughs> wins. Hey, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Who, child? That interview was everything. Did you enjoy that? I swear, there was so many nuggets of goodness wrapped up in there. It's so hard to find one main takeaway to leave y'all with. So, I guess if I had to choose one thing. I would say that mental health is definitely real. And I know everybody says that, but everybody doesn't say it in a way that makes people want to talk about it and be open and honest about it. And if it's so real, then we have to do our part as a community to be there when people need to vent, when they need to talk, when they need to go for treatment. We can't, Keep judging them. We have to make sure that we stay a safe place for somebody to come and tell you that they need help. And that's that, you know? And that's why this show was created. It's a safe place for even myself to talk about my mental issues and, you know, what I need and what I'm going through. And when you all write into the show and ask me questions, I feel like, you know, that's your healing that you need you know, and it's a communal effort. We all have to be here for each other. We can't just say, oh, mental health is real and judge people and going on about our business. No, we have to really be here for one another. So I think that was the biggest nugget of all. And I commend Tracy and Taraji for even doing this show um, because it furthers the outreach and the normalcy that we all need to create around mental illness. So that's my biggest takeaway. I really appreciate all that Taraji and Tracy is doing for the culture. Their give back is real. Now, I'm going to tell y'all something. If you or someone you know is having a hard time coping with this new normal that we are facing, please don't hesitate to contact the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation to learn more about their complimentary therapy sessions. I mean, it's free advice from a trained therapist. Like, what do you have to lose? Go. Go today. And as always, if you'd like to share your under construction journey with me, all you have to do is shoot me an email to ucwithtamar at gmail.com. That's the letters, ucwithtamar at gmail.com. Well, y'all, that's our show for today. I mean, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it was a little serious, but I hope that you guys really, really do take the advice and seek help if you need help. And as always, thank you for spending time with your girl. I love you. I mean it because we're all under construction together. Bye. Under Construction is a production of Mo Sauce, a stitcher brand. It's produced by Angel Avis. Our recording engineer and sound designer is Rashad Smith. Our executive producer is T-Square. Music provided by Radio and Audio Everywhere Company. More Sauce.